What do you do when it embarrasses you to say what it is you do? <laughs> Try saying that one five times fast, my friends. Hi, I'm Heather Gray. Welcome to Business Mindset Mastery. I'm a mindset and performance coach. I work with business owners, leaders, and entrepreneurs. You can always find out more about me over at choosetohaveitall.com. And today we're talking about a familiar business conundrum. New business owners may not relate to this, but I'm sure many established business owners will. What do you do when you've built a business that doesn't light you up, that feels heavy, or that you make money doing something you wish you'd rather not have to admit out loud to? How do you find your way? How do you get back to building a business that's aligned with your values? How do you manage the confusing sort of landscape that comes with changing and pivoting when everyone else around you is settled in what it is you're doing? That's today's listener question. I have been right where she is a couple of times in my life. It's super scary. So I'm looking forward to giving her some company and holding her hand along the journey and hopefully you can link arms with us and join in too. I'll find you on the other side. Heather, I hope you don't mind me reaching out. I've been a lurker of your content for over a year now and have never connected. I know you from your work with the Screw the 9 to 5 community. I was a member with them for a while too. I stopped being a member because I stopped loving my business. It makes decent money. It makes decent money and I have relative lifestyle freedom, but it doesn't get me super pumped for business. I wasn't feeling the same enthusiasm for my business as other members seem to be feeling about theirs, so I left. I found it ironic last month when Jill and Josh announced they were closing their membership for the same reason. It wasn't lighting them up. It was feeling heavy and they have opted to pivot to something that feels lighter for them. I'm jealous of them, Heather. My God, I am so ridiculously jealous. I did what I was supposed to do, Heather. I built a business that my husband could quit his job from, but it is sucking my soul. I'm an email marketer, Heather. I help people spam your inbox and get paid really well for it. Now my husband is home with our kids. We have the life we said we wanted, and I'm miserable. When people ask me about my business, I'm embarrassed. I don't take pride in it. I don't relish in it, and I hate it. But my whole family is now trapped in this lifestyle I I supposedly wanted for us. I just want to shut it down. My husband doesn't even know I feel this way. I haven't dared freak him out by speaking up. But I'm so unhappy and I'm so unmotivated. It's only a matter of time before the business suffers for it. What can I do? How do I start over? Should I start over? Who am I to even want to start over when I have the life everyone else is clamoring for? Okay, deep breath, sister friend, deep breath. I've got your back, but we need to sort of back that truck up. Remember that sound I like to make on this show, which is probably super annoying to listen to on a podcast. The beep, a beep, a beep that the truck makes when you're backing up. You need to back this truck up. You have like taken your situation, gone like full speed ahead, imagined every worst case scenario, and you're imagining yourself crashing and burning at the end. And we don't know that any of that is true. So you need to hold on to your hats, stop overreacting, and like catch your breath for a quick second. While you do that, I'm just going to fill in other listeners who might not be familiar with the Screw the 9 to 5 um, business that you're talking about. So for the past year and a half, I've been a mindset consultant for a online business coaching community called Screw the 9 to 5. It's 
geared to helping people leave their corporate positions to build online businesses that give them the lifestyle that they want. Jill and Josh Stanton are the owners of that group. And recently in September, they acknowledged that the business model wasn't working for them. They haven't been happy and they're closing their membership community and moving back to affiliate marketing. So that's what the uh, letter writer is sharing with us today. And one of the things that I like, I want you to like sort of recognize and think about because I think you might be missing missing this from the messaging that Jill and Josh shared. And I, you know, I was behind the scenes working with them on this, so I'm familiar too with some of the processes that they went through. Like they didn't just go to, oh my God, this isn't working. We have to close this down, and we're going to do this instead. I think you're imagining that because for you as the viewer of their content and a, mem- a former member of the community that it happen that way. When you when you make a decision to move, to pivot, to shut something down, to make room for something new, that is a process. All I would encourage you right now to do is to give yourself permission to engage in the process, to engage in the exploration of what might happen, what could happen, and what you could do. You have imagined yourself in this scenario and you have created a singular solitary path that this email marketing business doesn't link you up. It embarrasses you to say out loud what you do and there's no other possible option for you other than to burn it down, confess all your sins to your husband, make him go back to work and like what go back to a nine to five yourself i don't know how far you've taken this train but you have certainly taken it quite a distance ahead what i want you to do is slow the truck down but beep but beep slow it down and get really clear with yourself what part of this business isn't working So you said email marketing is spamming people's inboxes. What I am imagining just simply reading that is you have clients that you don't believe in, that you were selling products that you don't care about, that you're engaging in marketing strategies that you don't own with sort of pride or a sense of ownership, but instead make you feel small. And that is really common with people who are trying to pivot or or trying to build their businesses rather. That, you know, one of the things I do and one of the specialties I have when I'm working with established business owners is I have this three-month coaching program helping people pivot their businesses. Go from the place where you are right now to wanting to burn it down to rebuilding it to something that feels more aligned with who they are and how they want to move through the world. So I've gone through this with a couple of business owners at this point in time. And I can tell you the most common sort of element is what you're dealing with right now, that in an effort to build their business, in an effort to get clients to fill their caseloads, to make money as quickly and as efficiently as possible, they took on work that didn't feed their soul, just like you talk about. They took on clients that didn't light them up, less than ideal clients. They took on work that they didn't really want to do. And every time people do that, every time business owners do that they're telling themselves a story that like when I start to fill up, when I'm making money more consistently, I won't have to take these clients anymore. I won't have to do this kind of work anymore. But what they find is that's not true because they've been like in the pool of all of those 
sort of like-minded people in that same area. So all they end up doing is attracting more of that kind of work. It's not like they accept like the bottom dweller work and the bottom feeder work. And then suddenly when they're ready, the people who they really want to work with are just hanging along the shoreline waiting for them to be available. It doesn't work that way. Wherever you cast your net is what you're going to get. And what I am reading from in this letter is that it is likely that it's past time for you to cast your net somewhere else. My guess is you have to get out of your head with your misery because you have trapped yourself into a solid singular story that has only one ending. And if you were to just start talking to a girlfriend about it, if you were to start talking to other business um, colleagues about it, or as you probably should talk to your husband about it, my guess is if you can decrease your fear over saying it out loud, over admitting to it and owning it and having it be real, you are going to have opportunities open up to you, possibilities and insights that you don't have while you're trapped in your own head and in your own mind. So I would start to get ready to say this stuff out loud, to simply be curious, to give yourself permission to have a thought and change your mind about that exact thought 10 seconds later. Don't go into problems problem-solving mode. That's what caused the overwhelm. That's what caused you to shut down, withdraw, and pull away. What I want you to do is see if any span of your day-to-day operations of what you do lights you up, brings you satisfaction, is fulfilling, and do you believe in it? Because email marketing comes with a a ton of skill sets. Um, It comes with all kinds of um, experience that you might have in terms of copywriting, in terms of sales strategy, in terms of lead generation. You have a lot of experience. And so what I want you to do is really get clear, is absolutely positively every single thing about your job making you miserable right now. Because for example, Say I said to you, and in all honesty, this part is true. I haven't emailed my list since August. I haven't had, like, haven't really known what to say. Keeping up with the podcast and updating my list on episodes has felt largely pointless to me. I'm not sure it's moving the needle in my business financially. I can't point to a single client who's hired me off of my email list, so I've done nothing with it. What do you think I should do? So if you're reaching out, out to me and you have been lurking and following my content for a year, (laughs) maybe you're on my email list and you haven't heard from me in a while and wondering what the heck is up. And there's my grand confession for you, right? But if I were to reach out to you as a potential lead and say, hey, you, you just mentioned, you said in your letter that you do email marketing and your clients don't light you up, would you be willing to help me? Uh, could you help me with my email marketing game? Could you help me make, you know, make my email list um, something that I'm more proud of, that I feel good about? How does that sit with you? 
How does it sit with you to have a client that you like, that you respect, and that you believe in? Do you not want to help me with my email marketing? Are you so like deadened by it? Has it just sort of become this cynical thing that you no longer believe in and that you can no longer tolerate and you no longer support? Or do you by any chance have a caseload of people <laughs> that you don't support and that you don't believe in and that you don't have buy-in into? Have you found yourself as you reflect on what got you here? Have you found yourself saying yes to clients you should have said no to because you wanted to earn the income, because you wanted to get your husband home, and you thought that was the goal? Because initially, my friend, that was the goal, and you did what you needed to do to get your husband home with the kids and to give you guys the lifestyle freedom. But now that you have it, It sounds like what I'm reading here is that you have a new goal. You want a business that you can say out loud and own with confidence. You want to feel like you're doing something that matters, that you're using your skills for a point, that you are valued and respected for what you have to offer, that you are seen and appreciated. The absence of all of those things is typically why business owners hire me to help me help them with their pivots and their rebrands and their rebuilds, because it's really daunting to do all of that. And if that's something that interests you, you're welcome to reach out to me over at Heather at choose to have it all.com for that. Oh, you know my email address. You sent me the letter. I'm sorry, that was dumb. But like, you know, you know how to reach me and you know how to find me and I could help you with that. But so much of this is about looking at what part of your business is working for you. What part do you like? What part do you enjoy? Or are you at the point of your business where you no longer want to do it for people? that you want to hire other people to do it. Because if you're making money and your husband is home, perhaps you and your business are at a place where you can take on more of a project manager role and you can afford to hire on contractors who can help you with some of the work that you find less than desirable, some of the tasks that you don't enjoy doing anymore. It is very well possible that you have gotten yourself to the point of burnout where you were quarter past done and there is nothing that you can do to come back from that. How do I know that? Because that was me. That's what happened to me with mental health. I kept trying to make it work. I kept trying to get energy and find things that lit me up and to find ways to make it work. And by the time I admitted how brutally and soul-suckingly unhappy I was, it was too late and there wasn't a part of me that still fit or belonged in mental health because I didn't have anything left to give. And if you've been sitting in that pile of dissatisfaction for this long, it very well may be that there's no part of this current business you can salvage. And if that's true, then what I want you to do is start to make an exit plan to recognize that I'm assuming here that one of the non-negotiables is that your husband gets to continue to be at home. And one of your non-negotiables is that you continue to have lifestyle freedom and, uh, you know, the scheduling freedom that you have come to rely on and enjoy. That means, my friend, that every 
everything else is up for grabs. You get to decide what happens next. And I, I did this, um, I just had this discussion on the podcast a couple of days ago, but so often, you know, some people want you to like roll out the whole idea. They want you to come up with a new business name, a new brand, a new this. I don't want you to do any of that. What I want you to do is if you gave yourself permission to do anything new in your business, a new skill set, a new offering, what would that be? Like, what would you wish you were doing for people? What do you wish your money was coming from? What service or product would you be offering if you were doing the exact thing that filled you with pride, that got you super excited, and that you could own? And then what I would do is I would go out and look in your network, look at all the people in your Facebook, um, you know, um, all your Facebook friends, all of the people in your professional network, any other business owners you need. And I would reach out to people one-on-one and say, hey, I know you know me for email marketing. I just wanted you to know that I'm starting a little side project. I have this hobby and I have this interest in this. I thought you might be interested. Would you be willing to, you know, be a guinea pig and do a bait around with me or something like that and just get somebody to go and do this thing with you and this isn't to make money this isn't to move the needle in your business or to bring in any kind of bank this is simply for you to see if you're right because sometimes the grass is greener on the other side and sometimes when we get to the other side it's like oh it's just weeds on this side too you want to know that you want to move through the world and the experience of somebody who's doing the thing you've been daydreaming about and that you you've been romanticizing about and you want to see how it fits how if you wear that skin if you put that on yourself how does it resonate with you? Does it feel like a good fit? Does it feel like you're heading in the right direction, that you're closer to doing the thing you're meant to be doing and you're supposed to be doing? Try it on for size a little bit because then when you get the feeling of fulfillment, when you get that sense of gratitude back in response for doing something you love more, suddenly a pivot, a change, a shift starts to feel possible. Right now, you have blocked yourself in to an awful ending. You have just sort of like painted yourself right into a corner with no possible way out. What I want you to do is turn yourself out and scan that lens wide. Recognize that there's all kinds of possibilities for you. There's all kinds of paths and you get to choose the timing and you get to choose the pace. When I realized that I was quarter past done in my my business. It was a little too late and I probably should have cut the cord like entirely sooner and earlier, but I didn't. But what I did is I cut my caseload in half. I kept the clients I felt like I had energy for. I connected and stayed connected with the people that um, I felt like I could continue to help on some level while I built my online business. So I didn't just shut my brick and mortar down and like go for broke and go all into the online business. I did it in fits and stages and you can do that for yourself, but it starts with giving yourself permission to do that, to start to be curious, to see what's possible and to look at your options. And my friend, you have to start saying this out loud. You have to 
just start talking about it to say, I thought this is what I wanted, but it's not what I want. It's not working for me. It's not making me happy. And I'm spending my days miserable. I don't want to be miserable anymore. I don't want to change our lives. I don't want to disrupt our family, but I do need things to be different. I have sat in that place like twice in my career. I've spent my first 10 years in adolescent residential treatment, and I thought for sure I was going to be a lifer in that field. I thought when I took a direct care position, I was going to be working my way all the way up to the top of the ladder and that I was going to love it for my lifetime. And when I realized I didn't, it broke my heart and I had to break my own heart. And that's how I fell into my private practice. And I got that, like I got joy and life out of that for another 10 years. And apparently everybody should, you know, plan on me burning out from this current business in eight years because apparently I have a 10 year itch. But I've like been there and it is scary and it is intimidating. But when you start to just give yourself permission to be curious, to explore, to ask yourself questions, to see what you like, to see what you don't, to see what fits, to see what itches, then suddenly you can find your way towards clarity. Suddenly then you can find your path. And then from there, it is not easy, but the steps are simple, clear, and direct. You get clear, crystal clear on what it is you want, the life and business you want for yourself. Then with equal force, you get crystal clear on your non-negotiables. What are you not willing to give up for the life and business you want? What are you not compromising? What do you refuse to sacrifice? And what are you unwilling to move, shift, or change? And with that, you set the GPS. You know where you want to go and you're avoiding these tolls and you're avoiding this traffic and you find the path towards the life you want and the business you want with your non-negotiables in front of you, never losing sight of your goal. It's not simple, but it doesn't have to be the end of the world. It doesn't have to be cataclysmic and that's what you're creating for yourself. So back up the truck, dial it back, Take some deep breaths, start to talk to people in your circle that you trust and that you care about, about how you've been feeling and what you've been dealing with. You know, a little aside, a little PS here, I would do a little gut check for the last time you took a vacation, a full two weeks off from your business where you didn't look at it, think about it, act on it. Because I have to tell you, (laughs) now that I'm recalling this and thinking this through out loud on the spot, there was was a time I quit my dream job in residential um, because I didn't think I wanted it anymore. And as soon as I left, I realized all I needed was a vacation and I promptly went back to it. Um, I totally had forgotten about that. But so many times business owners come to me and they think they need my reboot program. And I, you know, one of my standard intake questions for that was when was the last time you took a vacation? And before people want to burn it down, I require them that they take two weeks off from their business because 
sometimes it really is that you just haven't given yourself a break. And if you uncharge and unplug for two weeks, you realize it's not as bad as you think. And so before you, you know, light the match, make sure we're um, burning down what actually needs to be burned down. So that's a little aside. Got us a little off course. I certainly hope you're still with me. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks for your question. I, I hope this gives you some direction and some clarity. Um, if you need me further, you know how to find me. You got my email address. I'd love to help you out. Thanks so much for today. I look forward to talking to you next time. Bye for now.